0: Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson!
1: Alright all you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Diz Radio, and the Diz Radio Show. And this week for show number 191. For the week of September 14th, 2017, we're going to take on the Forces of Evil. We're going to fight in the Clone Wars. We're going to Far Cry till it's number 5 because we have none other than Adam MacArthur stopping in here this week. That's right, Adam MacArthur, who you may know, is a voice actor. He's done a variety of different voices, including one of the star characters of Star vs. the Forces of Evil, which airs on Disney XD. He's also part of Star Wars The Clone Wars, as well as Far Cry. 5, and Final Fantasy 15, and many other titles. He's an improv actor, and also a martial artist, and so much more, and Adam's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things, what it was like landing his first voice acting role, being part of the Star Wars universe, and what to expect out of Star versus the Forces of Evil on Disney XD. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team, and we have all kinds of fun from the D-Team here this week. That's right, you have the questions, he always has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions, and I want to. To know, We have those tips and tricks to make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation when you're short on time and money with Dominic with this week's Short Leash. We also have Alexa with the latest from the Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resorts with Disney Parks in 5. We have Cody taking that stroll down the Hollywood Walk with more about our very special guest here this week Adam MacArthur. We also have the Magical Music Review with Paige, who buckled on down, held out through Irma, worked at the Disney Parks during the hurricane, and she is back with an all new Magical Music Review for that symphony for your ears. We have Jamie and Trisha with the Magical Munchies to help you with all of your food needs and so much more. So before we jump into this week's show and kick things off, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have from dining reservations, character interactions, and so much more. And they have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you might have. They're going to hold your hand and treat you like family. Definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. All right, LVD Heads, with that said, it is time to take on the forces of evil once again. We just did that last week with Jenna Lee Rosen, but we're going to do it again. We're going to cry until it's number five, and we're going to head on out to the Clone Wars. So let's officially kick off show number 191 for the week of September 14th, 2017. And I think it's getting a little weird here, LVD Heads. I'll be right back.
2: For their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt right write down that.
3: Go, Diaz, stop.
4: We're sad now. Act sad, <laughs> devastated Rafael. What are you doing? I was just going to call the, the teen sadness hotline. The wait is over. Let us. River. Star vs. The Forces of Evil two-hour movie event premieres Saturday, July 15th anywhere you watch Disney XD. Fetch us our
5: loincloths. What? Hey, this is Adam MacArthur from Star vs. The Forces of Evil and you're listening to Diz Radio.
4: I'm gonna be a noble king scrupulously fair I only need a little time, perhaps a little hair. Moraine will be a super awesome thing. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. Way beyond the water hole, a little down the line, the jungle.
6: Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson.
1: All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 191. For the week of September 14th, 2017, as we're getting ready to take on the forces of evil... Fight in the Clone Wars, cry until it's number five, and maybe have a little bit of fantasy, as we have none other than the voice actor himself, Adam MacArthur, stopping in here very shortly here at the show. Adam's gonna talk about a variety of different things, and of course, one of my favorites, he's also a martial artist. So I'm excited for that. We also have the D team here of Aaron, Dominic, Alexa, Cody, Paige, Jamie, and Trisha all stopping in here this week with their signature segments and all kinds of news hot off the D wire. So before I jump into that news hot off the D wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. First and foremost, and first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com. That's d-i-z radio.com. There you can find our fullest of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news, blogs, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com. Dizradio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Show. That's D-I-Z-Radio, S-H-O-W. You can also join our D wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or DizRadio, D-I-Z-Radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky, magical different kind of Disney show. And if you want to stay connected instantly, you just can't wait. You want to hear all of our voices, the DT, myself, our guests, ringing in your ears instantly, Just go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio. There you can search Diz Radio, Disney Blue, or Disney On Demand, subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released instantly on your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, the audio device listening of your choosing, and listen to us every single week as it gets released instantly right away. And if I'm talking too fast, full of this ball of energy, all you have to do is go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com, and find all these links there as well. Wow. That's a lot of things to get out of the way, all of you D-heads. But now let's jump into that news hot off the D-wire, and how about something a little sad? And how about legendary Disney animator and Imagineer, yes, Francis Xavier Atencio, who we all know as X-Atencio, ...passed away at the ripe age of 98 years old. That's right, Disney legend Xavier Atencio, a former Imagineer and Disney animator... ...passed away this last week on September 10th at the age of 98. Now, he was responsible for helping bring to life a number of Disney's parks attractions... ...that everybody loves, including Pirates of the Caribbean... The Haunted Mansion, and many other things. He was also part of some great classics, many of which that I know Paige might tackle later on here in the show with Pinocchio and Fantasia. Now, he was born on September 4th, 1919 in Colorado, so he's had a full, full life. Now, he thought that a job at Disney was out of his reach, but then at 18 years old he shouted I got a job at Disney. Now he first saw his work on screen in the 1940 premiere of Pinocchio and as he recalled in many of his stories that you can find online he said he was incredibly moved by seeing the audience's reaction to his artwork. Now there's so many different things that he has been part of I mean tons of them. I mean, I can't even go on and on with how many that he has been a part of, including great sequences that everybody knows from The Parent Trap, Babes in Toyland, Mary Poppins, including I'm No Fool from the original Mickey Mouse Club, and so much more. Now, he went on to work for Wed Enterprises, something I know we all love. Most people you know as Disney Imagineering, but Wed Enterprises, yes, Walt Disney Imagineering, you know, everybody loved it. And he went on and worked on so many different things like Pirates of the Caribbean, as well as the Haunted Mansion. So he is going to be missed. He is going to be long gone, and the age is coming where many of these original Disney animators, artists, park creators are passing away, but ex Atencio, Yes, one that we all know, we all love. Somebody that we've all revered here within the Disney community has passed away this last week at 98 years old. Now, moving right along here, let's get into more things here hot on the D-Wire, and how about something a little more upbeat. Now, our parents grew up with the Mickey Mouse Club. Well, maybe not all of our parents, but my parents grew up with the Mickey Mouse Club. Then in the 70s, there was the Mickey Mouse Club once again. Then in the late 80s, yes, early 90s, the all-new Mickey Mouse Club once again. Well, now Disney's reimagined Club Mickey Mouse is bringing the franchise to an all-new generation of teenagers. That's right, Disney Digital Network launched the all-new Club Mickey Mouse. It's an always-on digital and social media uh, program basically for the Mickey Mouse Club and this is gonna be the next class of Mouseketeers and starting this week Club Mickey Mouse followed the journey of the new Mouseketeers as they created new music choreography and built friendships as they are now part of this all-new social media interactive online version of the Mickey Mouse Club now, Club Mickey Mouse is one of the first programs created entirely just for social media feeds. Now, the new Mouseketeers are true digital first creators selected with talent, authenticity, and attainability in mind. Now, over the course of seven weeks, they're going to share their journey on, you can follow them, at Club Mickey Mouse on Instagram and Facebook accounts and all these other places. They're going to share their stories. They're going to talk about what Disney means to them, perform, sing, and so much more. Now, Walt Disney Records is also going to distribute an original music weekly through the online music stores, including the all-new Club Mickey Mouse theme song, which was released this last week on September 12th. It's a little bit different than you're used to, but it is aimed at an all-new generation. Now, as they have released so far in the official press release, they said, We see Club Mickey Mouse as an always-on content versus a show or a series, said Andrew Sugarman, Executive Vice President of Publishing and Digital Media at Disney Consumer Products and Interactive. He said it is an entirely new approach to programming content. It's not the traditional web series, and it's not just digital first. It's social first. It's programmed specifically for social media audiences and feeds to follow the kids' journey just as they would follow their friends in their feeds currently. Now, this is all new, brand new, a new generation of Musketeers, and I'm sure that, like my children and many of you younger D-heads out there are going to love it. You can follow all the Mouseketeers. I'm not going to rattle off all their handles here or more, but definitely check them out. It is fun. You can find them at Facebook.com slash club mickey mouse or on instagram at club mickey mouse now moving aside from the mickey mouse club let's get into something a little bit different and how about science and how about marvel studios thor ragnarok is the superpower of the stem challenge that's right disney and marvel studios as well as Adobe laboratories have all gotten together for something that is brand new. That's right. They're going to have the Marvel Studios Thor Ragnarok Superpower of STEM Challenge. Now this is in conjunction with the November 3rd, 2017 theatrical release of the film Thor Ragnarok. Starring Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Kay Blanchett, and many others that we are already aware of. Now this program is supported by the American Association for Advancement of Science and Broadcom Systems. Now, this is going to be something that's completely different. It's going to be fun. It's going to encourage young boys and girls to explore the power of STEM. Yes, science technology, engineering, and math, along with being a fan of superheroes, Marvel, and more. Now, five finalists are going to be selected to come to Los Angeles and present their projects that they create. That is the biggest thing. You're going to create something that's fun, something that's different. You're gonna help your family, community, world, something to be safer, better, and they want you to enter these in their contests. And like I said, five finalists are going to be selected. And they're going to go to the premiere of Thor Ragnarok. And each finalist will also receive two round-trip tickets to Southern California and more. So this is going to be fun. I'm not going to go over everything that they're winning, things like that. If you want to find out more about it, we have a complete write-up on our official website, eddizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. Now, entries are currently being accepted all the way through 6 p.m. on September 23rd. 2017. And if you want to find out more about it, like I said, we have a full write-up on our website at disradio.com. You can also go to Marvel marvelstudiosstemchallenge.com as well. Now, since we were talking about Exotencio and the Haunted Mansion, something we all love, and we all know that my favorite time of the year, Halloween, is coming up very soon with our 7th annual Not-So-Scary Halloween Celebration. Yes, it is right around the corner, full of Halloween guests, spooky tunes, Halloween fun, so many different things. And with that in mind, how about something, yes, this is going to be a little bit of a personal plug here, how about the Haunted Mansion-inspired Grim Grinning Ghost Host Coffee Label, that is released for a clothing line. That's right. Like I said, Halloween is something we all love. And over the years, you've heard us talk about the Diz Radio Ghost Host. Well, now the Ghost Host is officially taking form. You may have saw him last year when we had pumpkin stencils for you to download and carve your own Ghost Host pumpkin. But now this year, you can actually find him. And we have the Ghost Host Coffee label clothing line. Now, this is an all-new T-shirt, sweatshirt, you name it. And it's done in a vintage retro style, with the ghost host holding a cup of coffee. It has many nods to the Haunted Mansion. Yes, it's called the Grim Grinning Graveyard Blend. It also tells you to beware of hitchhiking ghosts. It is also foolish mortal approved, and many other tidbits. If you want to find out more about this, just go to our website, dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can check it out right there, and definitely look into it, because it is fun. It's different. If you love the Haunted Mansion, you love creepy, you love Diz Radio, Definitely check out this shirt and add it to your Halloween clothing attire to wear. And remember, anything you do buy does help keep this show going, keep the show running, and it shows that you're a supporter here at Diz Radio. Now, stepping aside here, this last week was Hurricane Irma, and I'm sure that many of you are going to hear about Hurricane Irma from many of the D-Team here this week, including our very own Paige, who hunkered down and was working at the Walt Disney World Resort as part of the holdout team, I guess, whatever they call that. I mean, a little bit of a team. Something where she was left behind to take care of many of the guests. Well, the Walt Disney Company is now donating $2.5 million in humanitarian aid to support communities impacted by Hurricane Irma. Now, the Walt Disney Company company said that they have committed an official $2.5 million to aid in the relief efforts across Florida, the Caribbean, and other areas impacted by Hurricane Irma. Now, the donation will support the disaster response and recovery efforts of the American Red Cross. UNICEF, Save the Children, and other nonprofit organizations. Now, during Hurricane Irma, Walt Disney World and the Disney Cruise Lines donated meals, provided storage for supplies, power utility vehicles, bedding for shelters, and many others, including rooms for first responders and more. They have been doing everything that they could possibly do to help many people. And during Hurricane Harvey, you may remember, they had Hand in Hand, a benefit for Hurricane Relief, a telethon that raised awareness as well for Harvey and Irma. Now, these are just some ways that they've been helping out because Walt Disney World was pretty much, they, it didn't get half of the damage that was done in the Florida communities. But now they are donating that $2.5 million in humanitarian aid to support the communities impacted by Hurricane Irma. Now, going to a galaxy far, far away, you already know where I'm headed with this, in Star Wars Episode Nine. Now, you can't go anywhere without seeing it in the feeds, So I'm not going to talk down to you. I'm sure you've seen it before. But in case you haven't, J.J. Abrams is now going to be the encore director, yes, for Star Wars Episode Nine. Yes, Episode Seven. J.J. Abrams directed that. Everybody knows he kind of paid nods to some of the old things, copied other things. But you know what? That's what made it feel like a Star Wars movie. That is the thing that made it seem like hey, this is Star Wars, I love it, and that's why kids gravitated towards it. It was simple storytelling, simple fun. That's what made the movie great. And now, since the director had walked away from Episode Nine, J.J. Abrams is tapped to continue help writing the script and come on board once again to direct the film. Now, everybody is up in arms. Some people are for it, some are against it, but you know what? Whether you love Episode Seven, whether you hate it, whether you think it's too much like A New Hope, in the end we're going to have a true blue Star Wars movie to close out this great saga before we move on to all different Star Wars stories. So I personally am excited for the change because I know what we're getting into. So all of you D-heads, with that said, that is the end of news here this week. I'm going to wrap it up because we have a jam-packed show. We are gearing up for none other than Adam MacArthur. Yes, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, which you can watch on Disney XD. There's also Star Wars The Clone Wars he's part of as well as Final Fantasy XV, Far Cry 5, and so much more. We have tons coming up from the D-Team. Yes, you have the questions, he has the answers. Aaron's going to answer them, and I want to know. We have Dominic with the short leash, Alexa, Cody, Paige, Jamie, Trisha, the entire team stopping in here this week with signature segments and more. So before I release the reins here to the D-Team and move on along with the show, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is proudly sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel, and Castle and Dreams Travel is 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, tickets, character interactions, you name it, they're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process, treat you like family, and make it magical. They have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you could possibly have, and they are going to just make it awesome for you. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-Hats, with that said, because many of the trees that toppled over during Hurricane Irma and many things were uprooted, I say let's go into a tree that we know is going to be there forever, one that's a piece of history, one that's going to have some fun, also one that we know Dominic's wife is not a fan of, and let's head on over to the Swiss Family Treehouse. Take it away, team, and I'll be back later with Adam MacArthur here at the show. So let's press on for show number 191 for the week of September 14th. 2017.
2: jagged, unknown reef.
7: Have mercy.
2: They were cast adrift in an angry, uncharted sea.
8: Sharks! Sharks!
2: They were flung ashore on a strange, lost island that teemed with a thousand perilous dangers. Yet together, with a quiet kind of daring and a proud kind of courage the swiss family robinson transformed this island jungle into an exciting tropical paradise
8: the world is full of nice ordinary little people who live in nice ordinary little houses on the ground but didn't you ever dream of having a house up on a treetop
7: to ring for the butler
8: you said that someday if you could have your wish you'd sleep each night so you could see the stars I tell you where I'd really like to be walking down the gas. like on a Sunday after church and all the girls strolled past all dressed up do you think when we get to new guinea if we ever do there'll be any girls our age by the time we get to new guinea we won't care what age they are
9: (laughs) you know those coconut bombs you don't have to worry about them they work right well i don't want to shoot you Hans. now put that down
10: (laughs) i'll teach him to shoot at me my fault. The gun went off. She didn't mean to fire. I don't care. I could have been. What did you say? She didn't.
9: It's a girl.
2: Here in Walt Disney's production of Swiss Family Robinson is all the excitement you could ever wish for in a motion picture.
11: Ah! Ah!
2: Here is all the fun you've ever dreamed of in the most hilarious race that's ever been run. Hey,
10: Quick, motherfucker! Hey, come on, Rocky! Come on, Come on! <laughs> come
12: on Good boy, Lightning!
10: Hey!
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they, uh, let me get on, Clementine! Give me a chance! Come on! Come on, Rocky! Get the on! Come on, Lightning! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Here is all the action you ever hoped to see on the screen as the courageous Swiss family is forced to defend the home they had carved out of the wilderness. Ernst?
0: have questions we have answers let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in i want to know
13: hey d heads this is aaron and it's time again for another installment of i want to know hope everyone is doing okay after all the bad weather we've been having hope everything can get back to normal for everyone as soon as possible well the virtual mailbag is full so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week our first question is from Patty Stankovic of Michigan, and she writes, Watching the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, I remember the movies they would have on during the shows each day of the week. There was one with Jason Priestley from 902 O at the time. I can't remember what it was and can't find it on YouTube, unless I'm just not keying it in right. Love the show, Aaron, and I hope you can help me. ...because I would like to go back and re-watch some of these things from my youth. Well, you're remembering the movie Teen Angel from 1989, but it was actually a mini-series. Starring Jason Priestley, the series was first broadcast on the all-new Mickey Mouse Club on April 24, 1989... ...and ended its run on April 22, 1989. Priestley stars as a 1950s teenage guardian angel named Buzz Gunderson, who was killed in a car wreck in 1959. Buzz was given various assignments and tasks he was to complete in order to get into heaven. Teen Angel was also followed by a sequel series, Teen Angel Returns, also starring Priestley and future Beverly Hills 90210 co-star Jenny Garth, which aired from October 2nd to October 22nd, 1989. There are some great videos on YouTube of both series to watch. Well, our next question is from Mike Slater of Ohio, and he writes, First, love the podcast and just found it in the last few weeks. Good stuff and entertainment. So that leads me to my question for I Want to Know. I was thinking about just what I could ask you, so that led me to the old sound show at MGM Studios. I love placing my headphones on, in that sound booth after the show for the sensory sound thing. So, two questions. Can I find the audio for the main show anywhere? I think it was hosted by Drew Carey. And second, can I find the audio for the sound booth after the show and how they do that? Great show and keep it up. I can't wait for the Halloween shows. Well, you're in luck. Both shows can be found on YouTube. The show was called Sounds Dangerous and it was hosted by Drew Carey. Guests were told that the show is an ABC test pilot called Undercover Live. Guests wore headphones and were in the dark for the majority of the show. However, visuals were also utilized on a projection screen in front of the guest. Drew Carey played an undercover detective named Foster. It ran from April 22, 1999 till May 18, 2012. The show used the magic of binaural audio to create the 3D sound effects. The booth recordings took place in the Sound Stations booth. I too loved the booths; they were really cool. Now I did enjoy these shows, but I've always loved the Monster Sound Show, which was the original show there, which starred Chevy Chase and Martin Short, which ran from 1989 to 1997. Well, our final question this week is from Evelyn Agnes Mister of Rhode Island, and she writes, "Aaron of the D Team, I have a question about the Swiss Family Treehouse. First, are there any plans to change it like they did at Disneyland? Second, are there any tributes to Disney things we may not recognize when walking through the attraction? Are there any real things from the film in the walkthrough? And finally, do they still change the organ from the Swiss polka?" Christmas songs during the holidays. Thanks. Well the Swiss Family Treehouse is an opening day attraction in Adventureland at the Magic Kingdom. There is always fear of the treehouse changing but it was just recently refurbed and a new detail was added to the attraction. There is now a bamboo chair by the kitchen at the end of the attraction. Unless you love the movie you probably wouldn't notice it. It's a replica of the chair from the movie shown during the race when everyone rides the animals along with some flags they used in the race. So it's cool that Disney has added some more detail to the attraction so I hope that means it's not going anywhere anytime soon. As far as I know everything in the treehouse is just replicas from the movie. You have to remember that the movie is almost 60 years old so I'm sure they wouldn't want to subject anything from the movie to the Florida weather. As far as any tributes to other Disney things There really isn't anything unless you count the great views of the Magic Kingdom that you get from the top of the treehouse. An interesting fact, the tree is known as Disney Odendron Eximus, which means, out of the ordinary Disney tree. I did find some proof that the organ music is changed to Christmas music for the holidays, so I hope that's a tradition that continues. Well, D-Heads, That concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Check left.
14: One, two. Check right. One, two. Okay, listen up everybody, if you're not here and left, and right, you should switch your headphones around now. This is going to be a whole new television experience. We're going to put you in the middle of the action, live. You're going to see and hear everything the talent sees and hears, as though you were right there with him when it happens. You'll even hear the director talking to him from our control room. Sounds dangerous? Well, it could be. We're not sure how it's all going to work out. After all, this is a pilot, which means it's kind of a test show. Anything can happen. And with live television, it usually does. Okay, the director's ready. Talent's ready. Cue the opening.
9: (laughs) Hello, I'm Sharon Brooks, director of Undercover Live. Today we'll be following police detective Charlie Foster. He'll be wearing the latest in state-of-the-art technology. A miniature high-res spy cam and super-sensitive microphones that will put us right in the middle of the action. Nothing is rehearsed. There is no script. We don't know what will happen, but we do know one thing. You'll be there. Undercover Live.
15: What's
2: wrong with the picture? It's all snowy. Hi, this is Tom Kane, the voice of a number of current Disney attractions like Yoda and Jedi Training Academy, Akbar and Star Tours, a number of upcoming rides in the new Star Wars park that I can't talk about yet. And of course, the voice of the monorail. And you're listening to Diz Radio, helping you relive the magic in memories.
9: Serpents and spiders, hail of a rat All in the spirits, wherever they're at Wrap one a table, it's time to respond Send us a message from somewhere beyond (laughs) Goblins and coolies from last Halloween Awaken the spirits with your tambourine, free in Oh, Zelipan, let there be music from regions beyond. Wizards and witches, wherever you dwell, give us a hint by ringing a bell.
4: The doors creak and the tombstones quake Spooks come out swing and wake Happy haunts materialize
12: And begin to vocalize Grim-breeding ghosts come out, out to socialize Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide For
4: a silly spook they sit by your side Shrouded in a dark disguise. They pretend to terrorize grim ghosts come out to socialize! As the moon climbs high o'er the dead oak tree Spooks arrive for the midnight tree, Creepy creeps with eerie eyes
8: Sharks are sweet
4: and harmonized grim ghosts come out to socialize! When you hear the knell of a requiem bell We're where spirits dwell Restless bones etherealize Eyes and spooks of every size
9: (laughs) When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake Spooks come out for a swinging wake Happy hearts materialize And begin to vocalize Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize
6: Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide For a silly spook may sit by your side Shrouded in a death disguise
9: They pretend to terrorize Grim-grinning ghosts come out to socialize
2: The moon climbs high or the dead oak tree. Spooks arrive for the midnight spree. Creepy creeps with eerie eyes start to shriek and harmonize. Green, grinning ghosts come out to socialize.
9: When you hear the nail of a requiem bell, weird glows gleam where the spirits dwell, restless bones etherealize, rises spooks of every size. Oh yes they do.
4: When the crypto's and the tombstones quake. Who's from our first ringing lake? Happy haunts with your earphones. And we need to open eyes. When bring ghosts come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. For a city's food
8: may sit by your side.
4: shoo ra o
8: be ne a dark is They
11: pretend to tear we're
4: to socialize! As the on midnight with really eyes, Darkest, and when, when go, how to
0: socialize! When you hear the, the right
8: If you would like to join our jamboree, there's a simple
0: rule that's compulsory. Mortals pay a token fee. Rest in peace, the haunting's free. So hurry back, we would like your company.
16: To bring your death certificate. Hey everyone, this is Alexa Erickson again coming at you with the third ever installment of Disney Parks and Five. Starting off, the Imagineer and former animator behind so many Disney Park songs like Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me, Grim Grinning Ghosts, as well as providing the voice of several Disney Parks characters, such as some of the pirates on Pirates of the Caribbean in both parks, and the voice of the safety spiel on Haunted Mansion when the ride stops to say, Playful spooks have interrupted our tour. Disney legend and Imagineer Francis Xavier Atencio, or better known as Ex-Atencio, has passed away at 98 years old on September 10, 2017. He lived an amazing and accomplished life and definitely left a huge impression in so many lives and a great legacy in our hearts. He will be missed. Moving on to Walt Disney World, Walt Disney World closed down for only the fifth time in history this past weekend due to the very powerful Hurricane Irma hitting landfall in Florida. There was a lot of damage inflicted on the Walt Disney World Resort and other parts of Florida from the hurricane. All cast members and guests were safe riding out the storm at the resort and they are safe and sound now. There is still some devastation with homes and businesses. Any donations to humanitarian aid would be appreciated, I'm sure. The parks in Disney Springs reopened with normal operating hours on September 12th, except the water parks Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. Moving on to Disneyland, Halloween time kicks off at the Disneyland Resort starting tomorrow, September 15th. There are going to be many new, exciting Halloween themed decorations, attraction overlays, and much, much more. I forgot to talk about this last week, which is surprising because I am so excited for it. Similar to last year's final check out on the Tower of Terror attraction after dark, when guests experience the ride in total darkness, only at nighttime and only during the Tower of Terror's last few months in DCA. Halloween season comes again to change guests' nighttime experience on that attraction. Once the sun sets, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout transforms into Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters After Dark. The ride picks up right after Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout leaves off. The Guardians have escaped, but accidentally left Baby Groot. Riders now have to help the Guardians save Baby Groot. I am so excited for this. I love when they get to change the rides at nighttime, and you get to ride, you have to ride it twice so you can have both experiences and it's so cool. I loved the final checkout last year and I am so excited for Monsters After Dark. I'm definitely going to ride it many, many times. Also starting tomorrow in California Adventure is the Plaza de Familia, a musical celebration of Coco in Paradise Gardens in Paradise Pier. It's going to feature live musical performances and storytelling inspired by Disney-Pixar's new movie, Coco. I think it's going to be really cool, so don't miss it. Thank you for listening to Disney Parks in 5 with me, Alexa Erickson. Let me know your thoughts and experiences on my social medias titled Disney Till You're Dizzy. And find my book on Amazon, Disney Till You're Dizzy 1001 Facts, Rumors, and Myths about the Disneyland Resort. I also have another, well, a couple new books coming out about Disney World in the next coming months and this month later in September. Also titled Disney Tell Your Disney 1001 Facts, Rumors and myths about Walt Disney World and 1001 more facts, rumors and myths about Walt Disney World. If you follow me on my social medias I'll keep you updated on when those books will come out. Always remember that there is a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day and tune in next time for more Disney parks in 5. and Five
6: with- birth their dealings with.
2: Envelope to Davis and Ker- right down that. But
8: while everyone's on their way over there, I thought you might like to see a film on how it was built and how some of the tricks were done. I'll show you that film, and then take you on a trip through the haunted mansion. When word got out of Walt Disney's plans for a haunted mansion, the Ghost Relations Department at Wed Enterprises was deluged with inquiries from assorted ghosts and haunts who were dying to get a look at it. An expert staff of master illusioneers worked for more than 10 years planning everything down to the minutest detail. This is the endless hallway, a misty passage beckoning you to enter, but offering no end. Of course, a model had to be made for the ghost's approval. Come along and follow us. Who knows, someday you may want to live here yourself. No haunted mansion would be complete without a seance room. This one was designed as a cozy gathering place where the spirits could practice chain rattling, screeching, and the ever popular horn blow. Who
4: let the dogs out?
17: Hello everyone, this is Dominic, and welcome to another edition of Disney's Short Leash. If you're new to this segment, a short leash isn't what Rocado Montabon used to keep tattoo on Fantasy Island. No, the short leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of their Walt Disney World vacation when they are short on time and short on money. With any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. As I'm recording this, Walt Disney World is closed for only the fifth time in its history because of Hurricane Irma. Big shout out to DisRadio's own page, who's hunkered down at Animal Kingdom Lodge as part of the Rideout Crew. I'm assuming Rideout Crew is a Disney term that HR came up with because we're gonna leave you in a hurricane does not make a great job description. Despite the danger of a hurricane, I bet Animal Kingdom Lodge must be an awesome place to weather a storm. It's the one place you're not gonna run out of food. Even if you clean out the kitchen, That place has got to be like Noah's Ark meeting Old Country Buffet. Being forced to eat the park animals to survive shore beats being stranded on a mountain with a rugby team. Because that scenario gives new meaning to the phrase having someone for dinner. Okay, again sidetracked. Bring it back. At any rate, the fact that Walt Disney World has been open for 99.97% of the time since October of 1971 yes, I did the math it makes it just about as sure thing as you can get when it comes to ensuring your vacation is going to happen. Some vacations are incredibly weather dependent skiing, going to the beach, camping, boating. The typical getaways are at the mercy of the moods of Mother Nature. Spending your money on a vacation where the difference between a great time and absolute misery depends on playing roulette with the Weather Channel seems like a gamble. I'm not going to put my hard-earned money and the few bricks a year that I do get on the line by playing a game of weather chicken with God. Luckily I have the good fortune to have married a person who loves Disney and is allergic to camping. Seriously, back in 2004 we stayed at an all-star resort prior to them having a coffee pot and a hairdryer in the room and I swear we were heading for divorce court. So the hurricane notwithstanding rain on a Walt Disney World trip it's actually almost a given. It's central Florida. Midday rain is required by law. Hop in a DeLorean and go back in time and I'm sure an early Disney bean counter was on a board meeting pushing for a Florida park. Backing up his proposal with a line item for ponchos, highlighting the millions that could be made every day by wrapping tourists in transparent Mickey-themed hefty bags. While we're on the subject, we are not poncho people. It creates small lakes when you sit empty out in your shoes when you stand after a 20 minute spritz what do you do with it you have to bundle it up into a smelly mold maker that you rediscover in your hotel the next morning no thanks that's right folks pocket umbrellas all the way they keep the rain off of you dry quickly and create a buffer zone against other tourists who move out of your way for fear of losing an eye it's like Captain America's shield on a stick that defeats hydration rather than Hydra okay it's nothing like Captain America's shield but at least you won't be carting around a moist person pouch so I'm sticking with my premise Despite the almost weatherproof guaranteed of a good time and by the way, Paige is sending reports of cast members going above and beyond to entertain the guests at the resorts while the hurricane had the parks closed, there are some parks that are better than others in a downpour. Here is my personal countdown of parks. I would want to go on a rainy day from worst to best. This might be the segment with the longest preamble of all time. But here we are, we're finally at the premise, so let's go. Coming in at number four, Animal Kingdom. It's a relatively pavilion-free park where you're often exposed to the elements. On summer trips, heat is the most common issue. I have often wondered how a park so covered in trees can have so little shade. However, if it does rain, your best bet is to head over to a show like Finding Nemo the Musical or Festival of the Lion King, especially if you can time it right and not wait outside in their massive queue. Other options for sheltered entertainment are a dinosaur and a tough to be a bug. My number three is Hollywood Studios. It has open queues and a lack of pavilions that also leave you pretty exposed. With the great movie ride closed and a good chunk of everything else shut down, it just exacerbates the problem. However, with walkthroughs like Star Wars Launch Bay and theater shows that act like shelters, like the Muppets and the Frozen singalong, well. Given the choice between getting soaked for an hour and being trapped in the Frozen sing-along, I'd really have to think about it. There are still places to hide for long chunks of time while you wait for the central Florida afternoon cloud to pass over you. Number two and number one are neck and neck in my mind, but as close as it is, I'm giving my park shelter runner-up award to Epcot. Epcot is almost a definition of shelter. Everything's wrapped up tight in a pavilion. Also, the pavilions are as entertaining and as time-consuming as you want them to be. Many will dump you out not only in a gift shop, more on that later but also in an exploratory edutainment fun zone where you can play virtual instruments, check out some Chevys, watch some fish and a couple of manatees, or cleanse your palate after being skunked by an inferior version of Journey into the Imagination with some Pixar shorts. Say nothing of the World Showcase, where there is shopping, dining, animatronic presentations, movies, and boat rides all under the cover of a beautifully themed pavilion. Unfortunately, my favorite rain hideaway, Ellen's Energy Adventure, has closed. That ride was so long you could wait out the zombie apocalypse. Seriously, by the time you get out of that thing, you'd need to set your clocks back an hour and change the batteries in your smoke detector. So why isn't this number one? Well, proximity. The distance between pavilions is so large, it leaves you exposed to mother and all of her nature. If you get caught in the open, it's gonna take you so long to find cover, you might as well join the exhibits at the sea with Nemo and friends. So by process of elimination, my number one place to gather the rain is the Magic Kingdom. It's so chock full of cloaks, proximity shows, and indoor dark rides with covered queues, That even if you finish a show and it's still raining, you probably are a covered awning or a counter service restaurant cut through away to your next weatherproof oasis. Main Street itself is almost a covered shopping mall that runs all the way to the hub, which brings another strategy. If it's raining, get some shopping and eating done. Check the lines at your favorite counter service and go grab some grub. You are going to eat anyway, so why not do it while the weather isn't cooperating and then resume your animatronic evening once the storm passes. Some people run back to the hotel when the weather gets bad, and those people are idiots. Don't get me wrong, I am very happy they exist, because they're making the line shorter for the rest of us. I can also laugh to myself when it stops raining before they even get off the resort bus. Because enjoying Walt Disney World, be it rain or shine, well that's short leash people, I hope you enjoyed the tip. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, or even your own short leash tips at at dominicatdizradio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at DizRadio.com. I also can be found on the internet, on Twitter at WDW Plantoons, and on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching wdwplantoons or by visiting plantoons.com. New cartoons up about eating the animals on the Kilimanjaro Safari. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening.
12: Why cry about bad weather? Enjoy it. Each moment is a treasure, enjoy it We are travelers on life's highway, enjoy the trip Each lovely twist and by way, each bump and dip If there's a complication, enjoy it You've got imagination, employed. Then you'll see roses in the snow. Joie de vivre will make them grow. Voila, that's life. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. A hurricane comes your way. Enjoy the breeze. You're stranded in the jungle. Enjoy the trees. If there's a complication, enjoy it. You've got imagination, employ it. These words, look on you, Why, it could be. Utopia? Voilà, that's right. Enjoy it.
9: Why cry about bad weather? Enjoy it.
12: No, 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 enjoy it.
9: Each moment is a treasure. Enjoy it.
8: That's
12: better, enjoy it.
9: We're travelers on life's highway. Enjoy the trip.
12: <laughs>
16: Each lovely twist and byway. Each bump and dip. Good. If, if there's a complication, enjoy, enjoy it. it.
12: Enjoy it. You've got imagination. imagination. Employ, Employ it. it. Employ, Employ it. it. Then use the roses and the snow. In the snow. We we'll make make them them grow. Life.
2: Enjoy. once upon a time
9: the queens of muni have been coming here for generations
4: there was a long line of queens who lived by their own
12: rules your daughter is ribbit, ribbit. very strange thank you this summer,
9: I didn't blow up my whole life just so you could give up. It's too dangerous to do anything but stay. We need to go to war! We
4: need to sign the peace treaty. Yelling feels really good right now! Hip, hip, hooray! In a must-see movie events. Say goodbye to your freedom! You will never be king. The battle for Muni. Stop! He'll find us!
9: I defeated him once.
4: I can do it again! It's a family affair.
9: Tophia killed my mother. Now, we fight.
4: Lamarcus! Star vs. The Forces of Evil The Battle for Muni, a movie event premiering Saturday, July 15th, anywhere you watch Disney XD.
16: Eclipse is
9: alive, and I made a deal with her.
0: Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk.
7: Well, another week down and another week of everyone's favorite time of the show. It's time for the Hollywood Walk. Yes, the most anticipated part of the show. It's that moment right before kickoff, the moment right before tip-off, the moment right before the puck is dropped, and et cetera, et cetera, and away we go. But before we get started, I just wanted to give a huge shout-out to all those helping out down in the south for the aftermaths of Hurricane Irma and also during the tragic events that were happening down there, as well as everyone helping out during the fires and up in Montana as well. Thank you from the bottom of My heart, and God bless you. Now, moving on forward to this week's special guest, we have Adam MacArthur with us, who most of us would know from Disney XD cartoon series Star vs. the Forces of Evil. He's also voiced characters on other animated shows and on screen, and some also some nationally aired commercials. So let's get going on Adam MacArthur here before he meets up with Jonathan in just a few short minutes. Adam is from Los Angeles, California, and he graduated from Pepperdine University in 2005 with a degree in acting and television production. He's also an accomplished martial artist, and he specializes in wushu kung fu and other forms such as judo. He started that when he was 11, and in 2003, he was an all-around grand champion in the adult male traditional category of the UC Berkeley Chinese Martial Arts Tournament. Adam's very accomplished in his acting career, but not only is he an actor, he's also produced, he's written, he's done visual effects, he's done stunts, and he's also directed in a few instances. He's also been on the adventures of Puss in Boots for a few episodes, and he's actually done the Joker voice in the final fantasy type O HD game back in 2015. So all you gamers out there, here's your guy. Also in 2015, he was part of the Dark Elves and the Gingerbread Men in the movie Krampus. And to me, I say no thank you to that. If I'm going to wet my pants, I'm going to do it by laughing, not out of fear. That's more up Jonathan's alley with the whole scary type stuff. Uh, That, you know, never been my cup of tea here, so. But moving forward, he was on the LeBron's 2011 TV series for 23 episodes from 2011 to 2014. Also was part of the Star Wars, the Clone Wars TV series back in 2008, where he was in three episodes of that. Also done some stuff with Scooby-Doo Spooky Camp Stories. It's a video back in 2010. But obviously, he is most known for Stars vs. the Forces of Evil, which he has been doing since 2015. He's been in 40 episodes and he has played the one and only Marco Diaz, also being the big chicken and throwing out some additional voices for the show as well. Star vs. the Forces of Evil, you can obviously catch on Disney XD channel. It is highly rated, it's very successful, and we actually just had another guest just last week who had made an appearance on it as well with Jenna Lee Rosen. If you missed that one last week, go and check it out. Fantastic interview, she was a lot of fun. This week we have Adam McCarth. I'm sure he's going to be just as good and it's going to be very exciting to see what he has in store for us as he continues with Star vs. the Forces of Evil and to see where his career kind of leads him down the path to see if he's going to keep the animated route or if he's going to kind of go more towards on screen. Only time will tell. Adam is also very active in social media, mainly Twitter. You can follow him at underscore Adam M. So that's underscore A-D-A-M-M. So that's an extra M on there. So it's fun. He actually just most recently posted his painting adventures he just had with his wife and gave us a nice little fun little play-by-play which i would expect i would probably be doing the same thing once my wife finally drags me by the collar to one of these painting studio shows um i'm not exactly sure what they call them but i'm sure you've heard of them you know you go with a couple and then you each kind of paint a picture together i mean they're kind of cool so i'm just waiting for for my turn to go so we'll see when the wife has that in store well with that being said d heads i hope everyone had a great week it's been kind of muggy up here for me out on the road hasn't seen a lot of i haven't seen a lot of sun lately so hopefully uh, that'll break through soon, and um, uh, we will see you next week. Have a great week, D-Heads. Get ready for Adam with Jonathan right after this.
10: Gotta keep one jump ahead of the bread line, One swing ahead of the sword I steal only what I can't afford That's everything One jump ahead of the lawmen That's all, and that's no joke These guys don't appreciate I'm broke Wrist, Just a little snack,
4: guys. Rip him open, take it back, guys.
10: I can take a hint, gotta face the facts. You're my only friend, Abu. Oh, Oh, it's that Aladdin's hit the bottom. He's become a one-man rising crime. I blame parents, except he hasn't got them. Gotta eat to live, gotta still to eat Tell you all about it when I got the time One jump ahead of the slow folks, One skip ahead of my doom Next time, gonna use a nom de plume One jump ahead of the man, One hit ahead of the flock I think I'll take a stroll around the block Stop okay. stop them. Let's not be too hasty To live, got us still to eat Otherwise we'd get along <laughs> One jump, head of the rough one hop, ahead of the hump, One trick, ahead of disaster, they're quick, but I'm much faster. Here goes, better throw my hand in, wish me happy landing, all
15: I gotta do is jump!
5: Greetings from your old
6: voice actor pal, Corey Burton. <laughs> and you're listening to Disney On Demand.
3: He's right, I haven't taken a bath since I saw that shark movie. I mean, I take showers, I'm just... afraid of the tub. Ooh, oh, oh! and Marco, well... I wear ballet shoes around the house. And he never held hands... I never held hands with a girl, so I practiced with Ferguson. And, and, and... And I always sit when I go to the bathroom. What? Come on, there's ladies in the house. I cry when it rains. I, I still got my Wubby, and his name is Esteban. Until last week, I thought that the state of mind was between Nebraska and Kansas. I'm a straight-A student, and I've still got no idea how to do long division. Go ahead. Someone yell out a division. Uh,
6: 724 divided by
3: 37. I got no idea. Get a calculator! Yes,
4: but 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 Marco also... I filled
3: a notebook with my first name and your last name. Because I couldn't decide which looked better. Marco Diaz Lynn Thomas or Marco Lynn Thomas Diaz. Oh, oh. Oh yeah, and another thing. I kept this drawing you made of the moon. I pulled it out of the trash in art class. That's supposed to be a watermelon. Oh, really? Looks like a moon. Well, your... your watermelon reminds me of my biggest fear of all. That we're all alone on this tiny blue marble, floating in the infinite expanse of the universe, ripped from the center, and ejected out into a black void for no reason at all. Players on the stage of the absurd. Wow, that was... really... deep. So there it is, Jacqueline. That's it. It's all my insecurities. You know everything now. Unless I... left anything out. No, Marco. That's... everything. I still think it'd be really great if we hung out Friday night.
16: (laughs) (laughs) You know, a group of us are all going to a movie Friday night? You should totally come.
4: That would be
3: awesome.
16: Cool. Well, see you then.
10: You
3: did it, you 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 did it! You You know who to call when you get divorced, Marco. So, curse fulfilled, right? How's this work? You just kind of dry up, flake
6: off? You know, Naysayer has never been to the movies.
0: Lights, camera,
1: action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many times those are ones that take place in the animation realm. Ones that you're watching on TV. Ones that you're just having that fun watching them on a Saturday morning with a bowl of cereal. And with us here this week is somebody that you know as a voiceover star, an improviser, an actor, and so much more. He stars as Marco Diaz on the animated series Star versus the Forces of Evil, as well as many other things that I'm sure we're going to touch base upon. We have the talented Adam MacArthur here. Welcome to Diz Radio. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here with you guys. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, your voice work is something that everybody loves. So many different things that you've been part of that uh, every boy and girl is watching this show on Disney XD and many other places. I guess the one thing, though, that I love to start off with, and I know all of our listeners know I'm going to do this, is what led you down that road of voice acting first and foremost? And how did you get into this, uh, fun business? Yeah, that's an awesome question.
5: I, I have always loved cartoons. Um, ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted to be a voice of a cartoon. Um, so I kind of just like practiced all the time. And you know, I was the kid who getting in trouble <laughs> in class for <laughs> making voices or prank calling my parents when I was at friends' houses and things like that. Um, and then uh, I, I basically begged my parents to put me into an acting class, um, and when I was 16, they finally did, um, and I got my first opportunity to audition for some radio commercials um, for Macy's back in, like, gosh, like 15 years ago now, and uh, I ended up working on a bunch of those radio spots. Um, I booked my very first audition and uh, used the money that I made to make a demo reel for animation, and it's kind of been history ever since like uh moved down to LA in 2003 and got an agent and yeah just been pursuing it pretty diligently since then I've just always had a love and a desire to do to do voices
1: well and it's one of those things where I can just picture you sitting there you know as a as a young boy sitting there trying to mimic all these voices is that something that you did and walk around the house and just annoy your parents with it
5: oh gosh I mean I was like (laughs) I've always loved martial arts too so the Ninja Turtles were like right up my alley so like any time I could yell cowabunga and you know, jump down the stairs or scare my parents <laughs> I was doing it. So Yeah. I you know what's what's awesome though, is my parents would never tell you that I annoyed them. They would just tell they would tell you that they encouraged me which is really sweet. And I'm very thankful for them.
1: <laughs> well, that's going to lead us to a couple of different roles, of course, that everybody knows you from. And one of them that everybody with, of course, the last Jedi coming out is being part of star Wars, the clone wars. Now being part of that franchise, that series, because the clone wars, highly popular, everybody loved it. What was it like when you landed that role and you're like, I am now officially part of the star Wars universe.
5: Yeah, that was, it was pretty surreal. Um, that was, yeah, that experience. Well, what's cool about that is I didn't actually know what I had booked um, when I got the call. So a lot of auditions, you know, you have to sign an NDA, you can't talk about them, and all this stuff. But um, it's not super common that you don't know what you're auditioning for when you audition for it. This one had a code name, so I had no idea what it was for. I was told that I booked uh, the code name, so I was like, okay, well, whatever this is, I've, I got it. <laughs> I showed up at the studio, and one of the talent coordinators um, at the time uh, came out and handed me a letter, and it said, "Dear Mr. MacArthur, on behalf of George Lucas, we would like to welcome you to the Star Wars family." And I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm really bad at hiding my emotions, so I had a giant smile on my face. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I just, I, it, I, complete shock. I mean, it, it. I mean, how cool is it? It's so. I, a lot of times when things like this happen to me, it's like I'm, it's like they're happening to my best friend, and I'm like, oh man, that's so cool! I'm so stoked for you. And then I'm like, oh wait, that that's me. That just happened to me, and that was definitely one of those moments. Well, you know, and
1: with that too, like you said, it's one of those where you are shocked and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm part of this. And everybody knows that Star Wars fans are—they're relentless. They know every character, every little thing, and whatnot. Now, were you, uh, I guess, just as excited to sit down and watch those episodes, and you're like. That's me. I am a Star Wars figure.
5: Oh, yeah. It was so cool. Well, what was it, too, with the, the story arc that my character had? Um, I voiced a character named Prince Leechar, um, and he's the, basically the, the prince of Montala. And his father gets killed, and he has to kind of rise up to take his place, but he's pretty young, and no one wants to, like, give him the respect that he needs in order to lead the people during this, like, whole thing. But um, what's super cool is, uh, is it was the first three episodes of season four of Clone Wars. And it was the first time we'd seen any underwater world in the Star Wars universe. So that was cool. And then um, they did a premiere at an aquarium. So we got to watch the episodes, the underwater episodes, at an aquarium uh, in Long Beach, California. And it was just a super fun experience. So the first time I got to see the episodes completely finished was in the theater with the entire cast and crew of the show. They showed all three episodes, and we were surrounded by fish tanks, a like giant fish <laughs> tank in the underwater world. It was it was really cool.
1: Well, you know, and like you said, it's one of those where you're, you're sitting there, and these are moments that you're going to just remember. One of those days when you write your those memoirs, it's going to be part of that. And, of course, you know, that's moving on to something else that everybody loves on the Disney Channel, of course, and Disney XD, Star versus the Forces of Evil. And that is a fun, unique Different kind of show. I know my kids love it. How did you land that role, and did you expect it to be as popular as it turned out to be?
5: Gosh, you know, so it, it kind of came came to me like um, any other audition. Um, I got the call from my agent, like, "Hey, you have an appointment tomorrow. Come on in." Um, so I got my sides and went over them. And originally, I think I think I actually read for this project at a very very early stage. Um, because in, originally my character was, a, had a different name. The show was titled a little differently and, um, it kind of came and went just like any other audition. And then about maybe like seven or eight months after that, the sides came back, which sometimes they do. Um, sometimes, you know, they, they'll throw out an audition and they'll realize they're not quite ready for it or the show needs more development or something like that. And then they'll redo it and then re re audition people. So about seven or eight months after my initial audition, I got another, uh, appointment to read for it. And I recognized the character immediately. I'm like, oh, I've, I've read for this guy. And this is so weird, but it, his name was different. His name was now Marco. And the show was titled a little differently. I'm like, I swear I auditioned for this guy. So, um, yeah, so like seven or eight months after I initially read, I read again. And, um, about a month after that, I had my call back, which meant I went into, uh, Disney TV animation and actually read with Darren Natsi, the creator of the show. Um, and then I had a couple more rounds of callbacks, one of which, uh, they had Eden Shear, who was the Star Butterfly, uh, and I read, um, basically the pilot episode together. A lot of that episode is just she and I. So they had us read the big scenes together, I guess, sort of a chemistry test, if you will. Um, just seeing how we, how we do together and how we sound together. And, uh, that was so much fun. And then, about a month after that, I uh, I was shooting a, <laughs> a martial arts documentary. I was hosting a documentary about Shaolin Kung Fu, and I was on my last leg of that journey. So I had just been in China for three weeks. Uh, the end of that documentary, we were shooting here in L.A., and uh, I was on like a 15-minute break, uh, and I was in my hotel room, and I saw my phone ring, and it was my agent calling, and I had this feeling that it was going to be something really good. And so I freaked out and I didn't pick up the phone. <laughs> so I let her, I let her leave me a message, uh, Pat Brady at CESD uh, talent in uh, here in LA. And she left me a message and she basically said, you did it. You have been cast as Marco Diaz on star versus the forces of evil. And it was just a, a super sweet message. And, uh, that's been, you know, I think that was October of 2013 when that happened. Um, and so I've, you know, new technology comes out, so I've gotten my new iPhone, but the iPhone that she called me on, that voicemail is saved on, I will not, I, I still have it, I'm, I'm keeping that thing. Well,
1: and it was one of those life-changing moments, like you said, because that show now has, you know, it's in its third season right now, currently airing on Disney XD. Everybody loves this show. I mean, it is popular. It's fun. It's witty. It's comical. Now, when you're uh, going in there and recording, because I know a lot of times in voiceover, you're not recording together, you know, like you and Eden are, not you know, doing it live back and forth. I guess with that, though, how do you get into that mind frame when you want to go ahead and, all right, I I, I got a picture that. I am recording with Eden, even though she's not here.
5: Yeah, well, it's cool. Like um, the cool thing about animation, especially on Star, is it's such a collaborative effort. Um, the voice director Kelly Ward—he's um, in every session, so he's helping give context. A lot of times, if like if Eden has already gone in and recorded stuff, they'll play—they'll play us. Um, they'll play me lines so that I can hear kind of how you know uh, the energy that she's bringing to it, so that I can then play off her that way. Um, but it's such a collaborative effort everyone's kind of working to make sure we're all on the same page um, the creators the directors all the supervising producers all have such a good grasp especially now because we've been on for a few seasons they have such a great grasp of just you know the stories and what's needed uh, that they can give me a really great direction in the booth and then we can you know kind of all all hone in on it together and get what they they need
1: definitely and like you said too it's one of those things where everyone is getting the different inputs and they're kind of directing you where you need to go now with that too when you're in there i guess when you finally saw this this show kind of come about and finally see it on air i guess what is your favorite part of this
5: show because it is a different kind of storytelling style it is it's totally different um and kind of like your question earlier that i kind of uh, i didn't really answer about did i expect it to be this big um i really i mean you know, you, as an actor, <clears throat> of course I'm grateful for any work. Um, and then when you get a show or something like this, you hope that it is successful and popular. Um, so it's it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to know ahead of time because you just never know. Um, and a lot of times, a lot of times with animation, when you read a script, um, you it's hard to catch the creator's vision. But I will say, as soon as I interacted and had any. Um, just, like, time with Darren, I really, her, her vision is so clear for what she wants from this show, and hearing her explain it, you're like, oh, I'm on board, like, how could this not be something that people just love, because it's so complex, and then, you know, to your other question, yeah, it's such a different kind of show, we're, we're in this cool era of animation where um, the studios are getting a little bit more um, experimental, or... Or the creators are pushing them to be a little more experimental in that we're getting plot lines, like through lines, story arcs that happen over multiple episodes as opposed to, you know, older school cartoons where, you know, every episode is, is a standalone and can be shown anytime and all this stuff. Um, I think it's cool that Star, uh, is, ha- you know, we're able to get super deep into all these characters and into this storyline because there is this overarching, um, plot that goes through all the episode all the seasons all the episodes and all that.
1: Definitely. You know, and with that too because it is so complex these continuing on stories and whatnot. I guess are you ever in the bo- uh, in the booth? You're in the sound booth, you're recording, you're sitting there and it's just really hard to get some of these lines out or are there just times where you just get into this laughing fit because you're just you're just amused by what the story and the lines are that you have to say that you just can't stop laughing?
5: Oh gosh. I mean it (laughs) no it's it's definitely the latter um i i have so much fun when i'm in the booth um we all just we just have such a great time and what's cool too is they they let me sort of improvise some things and you know we're all like i said it's super collaborative so they encourage that from me as well um but yeah no i'm i'm laughing all the time i'm a fan of the show as, as cheesy as that sounds, and everyone's gonna say like, "Oh, well, that's easy," or <laughs> you, you voiced the, one of the main characters. But um, you know what's cool is I don't actually see the entire episode until probably like a year or so after I've recorded it. So in a way, I'm sort of far enough removed that it's not you know it's not super fresh. I'm not watching it like, "Oh, I can't, I remember what it felt like when I said that line," and You know, there's so many different layers that go into the audio mixing and the animation and all that. So, I still really love seeing, um, the final episodes and seeing how they turn out and stuff like that. But, um, at this point, because I've seen so many, I really have a great grasp for the vibe of the show and the characters. And so, when I do read certain lines, it's that we definitely, (laughs) it, it still gets me. That we recorded an episode this week, um, and there is a, uh, there is like a brief moment with a little guest character that marco has and it I was in stitches I just could i could it's it's totally gonna be a character who has like three lines that everyone's gonna love and want to come back. And I'm, <laughs> I'm super excited about it.
1: Well, you know, and with that too, you know, because, you know, you're just as excited for it. That's the thing that makes the show so wonderful because everybody seems like they're one big family. Everybody meshes together. And those are all the elements that make a show great. Now, with that, when people find out that you do this voice and whether they're telling their kids or anything else, have you ever had any of those over the top fans where they're just like, oh my God, oh my God, I love that show. And you're just like, Oh wow! I'm really taken back. People, people really do love this show. Yeah, it's it's wild.
5: I've, I've had a few pretty cool fan experiences where I was in, I was randomly in a boba shop one day, and um, I ordered my drink, and somebody asked me if I voiced Marco Diaz on Star vs. the Forces of Evil, and at that moment, that was actually that was in the middle of season one, <clears throat> so the show was still fairly new. So anytime, yeah. I, the, we love the fan, like the entire cast and crew. Like you said, we're all one big happy family. There's the- like everyone meshes so well. We just are having so much fun together, um, and seeing how the fans respond. It only is, you know, it makes it that much more sweeter. Um, yeah, we it. The fans are great. That they're a huge part of, um, just the whole experience. Just from my perspective, it, it, it's a huge reason why. I do a lot of the things I do on social media, and interaction with them. I, I, we were at Comic-Con this year. and um, Darren and I created, uh, or we, we planned a whole meetup at a boba shop for a, a group of fans. Like, if you didn't have a ticket to go to Comic-Con, we wanted to make sure we saw people who wanted to see us. So, yeah, the, the fans are super important to us, and we have we have a lot of fun with them.
1: Well, you know, and with that too, you know, moving aside from just doing the full animation, animated television series that, like you said, the fans are what make it, but there's a whole nother fan base out there, of course. And that's video games. And now you're going to be voicing characters in Far Cry 5. That was announced at this year's E3, as well as Final Fantasy coming up. What is it like and how different is it when you're going into voicing video games as opposed to doing an animated show? Because video games are so different. One lines put together. How different is it? And knowing that you have such a huge fan base in the video game realm as well.
5: Um, you know what? Video games are, they're they are an interesting beast. they uh, They're super secretive. So, um, you know, with video games, you do these auditions <laughs> and you book these jobs, and you are not told what they are. Um, you have sign- you have to sign an NDA for everything. Um, with animation, you get a whole script and all that stuff. Um, for video games, you literally just get your lines. Um, so it's re- the the director of video game sessions is is so vital for for me um, to have. Context for what I'm doing and all that stuff. Um, then just the, the style of acting is a little bit different. It's much more real. Um, a lot of the video games nowadays are, I mean, they're they're so cinematic, and you know, it's movie acting. You're you're doing real acting as real as possible. Um, I just recently worked on Far Cry 5, which is coming out <clears throat> in I think January or February of 2018. Um, and I'm not allowed to talk about the character that I, that I, um, voiced on that game, but that, that audition process and that, that, uh, session was incredibly challenging and grueling. And it's just, yeah, video games can be extremely vocally straining, um, and just, they demand a lot, which is totally understandable because they're trying to create these epic stories um cinematic and you know serious and everything so it's much different it's a it's a it's a total brain change going from i I had a star session right before i had a far cry 5 session i was like uh oh. i go from voicing a 14 a year old boy to a a man uh you know running for his life and uh you know i i don't know if i could say much more than that but basically completely opposite.
1: (laughs) Now, I guess with that, too, you know, moving on here, we know you're busy, a lot of different things going on. But of course, getting back to doing improv and improvisation, you know, that's something that everybody loves. I know where I'm based. We also have a comedy sports team here as well. And you were part of comedy sports in Los Angeles. Now, do you love doing improv and just making people laugh? Oh,
5: man, it's the best. There's nothing like being on stage and just having a a great time, um, you know, making people's nights. I'm all about that. I think it's so fun. Comedy Sports in L.A., too. It's such a great group of people. There's a lot of really talented actors and improvisers who are a part of the, the company there. Um, yeah, it's, it's so much fun. There, there is nothing like being on stage. Uh, behind, I mean, of course, I love being behind the mic and all that stuff, too. But it is just that immediate feedback of, was this joke funny? Yes, they're laughing. Was that not funny? Nope, everyone's just looking at me. there's there's nothing as exhilarating as that it's it's a lot of fun
1: and with and also aside from that too you know with everybody watching you you also were a practicing martial artist now that's what i got to ask here because uh, i don't want to say was practicing but you're so busy with your schedule are you still practicing martial arts because i myself am a martial
5: artist as well and oh nice yeah absolutely i uh yeah i still train pretty regularly um i have a a kung fu school that i train at um that I go back and forth to in Northern California. And then there's a a really great judo school uh, here in Los Angeles that's been around since like the 1930s um, in West LA that I, I still frequent. Pretty regularly.
1: Now, I guess with uh, with everything here, like I said, we know you're busy so much more. Now, it, do you have anything else up and coming that you can talk with, or is everything kind of tight-lipped under NDA, and we just got to watch Star versus the Forces of Evil and wait for Far Cry to come out?
5: Yeah, so Star, obviously, new episodes of Star are coming out soon. Um, we're on a little bit of a hiatus right now until November, but they're going to come back pretty hard. So everyone should be really ready. Um, <laughs> where where everything is headed, people are not prepared. It's going to be. Super fun to uh, just see people freak when the new episodes come out. Um, yeah, Far Cry Five, like you said, coming in January, February. Um, Final Fantasy fifteen is coming at some point. Um, I voiced some characters on that, and what else? There's a couple other little things that uh, that I cannot say yet. Some of it will be announced um, shortly. So uh, I'm pretty good about updating, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff, so that people know what's going on and where they can see. Uh, new things. So if uh, anyone wants to follow me on Instagram, I'm at NinjaMac. And uh, my Twitter is at underscore Adamant. Very cool.
1: Now I guess in closing, here finally, you know, so many different things on the horizon. Like I said, Star versus the Forces of Evil, Final Fantasy fifteen, Far Cry five, been part of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, Puss in Boots, so much more. For all of your fans out there, people whose lives you've touched, people who love watching everything that you're part of, playing those games. Is there any final words you like to leave out there for all the fans of Adam out there who are tuning in?
5: Oh man, you know what? I am so lucky that anyone wants to be a fan of me. So. I- I just want to say thank you. To all the fans. You guys really make you make it for me. It's all about you guys. And uh yeah, I, I am very appreciative and grateful for everyone.
1: Well, thank you once again, Adam, for stopping in, chatting with us, taking this time. I know we're gonna be on the lookout for so much more. And of course everybody can catch Star versus the Forces of Evil on Disney XD as well as many other things. And uh you we're excited to see what you have in the future and into next year. And uh hopefully you'll be back telling us that we're gonna have a season four, season five of Star vs the Forces of Evil as well. And thanks, Adam, once again for stopping in heck you yeah, thanks so much for having me i really
5: appreciate it
9: i think earth is a pretty great place that's saying something because i've been through outer space i think
15: Hey there D-Heads, Pager with an all-new magical music review. We are continuing our look at the final installment of the Legacy Collection this week, and this week we are headed to Germany. Released in 1940, Pinocchio was Walt Disney Animation's second animated feature. The Legacy Collection was released to celebrate the film's 75th anniversary. The songs for the film are written by Lee Harline and Ned Washington, with a score composed by Disney veteran Paul J. Smith. Winning both the Academy Award for Best Original Score and for Best Original Song with When You Wish Upon a Star, the soundtrack became the first film album to be released under the phrase, Official Soundtrack. When You Wish Upon a Star went on to become a classic, also becoming well-recognized as the theme for The Walt Disney Company. I have our songs queued up and ready to go, so let's waste no more time. Follow me to Geppetto's shop as we take a listen to the music from Walt Disney Records' The Legacy Collection, Pinocchio. Our first selection was recently heard in a different franchise owned by Disney. One of the comments following the release of the first trailer for The Avengers Age of Ultron was, hmm, that's a creepy rendition of that song. A lot more cheerful and enjoyable in the 1940 film, I've Got No Strings was Pinocchio's feature song. Sung by Dickie Jones, Pinocchio is joined on stage by a combination of Dutch, French, and Russian puppets throughout the song in different verses. Pinocchio is a marvel as the little wooden boy who does not need strings to move around, and he sings about the enjoyment of that fact. The song has been covered by a variety of other groups, including the Andrews Sisters and the Glenn Miller Orchestra, Barbara Streisand, Alvin and the Chipmunks and the Chipettes, and it was incorporated in the No Strings Attached tour of In Sync as the group descended down to the stage from the rafters.
9: There, there, fool. Where me and I fun goes? What I'd rather go with you, eh? Hey.
15: Edwards, known as Ukulele Ike, was the official voice of Jiminy Cricket from 1940 till his death in 1971. Voicing him once again in Fun and Fancy Free, Edwards' version of When You Wish Upon a Star would become his most well-known recorded legacy. In Pinocchio, Jiminy has two songs Edward Prize, but Edwards recorded several songs as Jiminy, including Safety First, I'm No Fool, and Water. Encouraging listeners to practice safety, Jiminy sings in his typical light-hearted tone accompanied by an upbeat little ensemble with prominent clarinet, piano, percussion, and trumpets with mutes. Singing of playing safely, putting away things that could trip you up on the floor, being smart when it goes to getting into the water to swim, he covers many different activities with general ways to be smart with the activity. As an official conscience, Jiminy can serve as a good small voice for everyone to hear from.
14: Safety first, safety first We're careful as can be Safety first, safety first That's for you and me We're out to practice safety So we put our toys away Although we skip, we never trip Cause nothing's in our way Safety first, safety first in all our work or play Safety first, safety first Makes a happy day I'm no fool, no siree I want not live to be 73 I play safe for you and me Cause I'm no fool any fool ignores all signs, he thinks he's smart enough A riptide takes him out to sea, and treats him pretty rough Oh, I'm no fool, no siree, I want to live to be 83 I play safe for you and me, cause I'm no fool Any fool eats lots of food, and goes in for a dip The cramps that follow Sink him like an overloaded ship Oh, I'm no fool, no siree I want to live to be 93 And I play safe for you and me Cause I'm no fool Safety first, safety first, we're careful as can be. Safety first, safety first, that's for you and me. We're out to practice safety, so we climb the mountainside. But when we hike, we do it right, we always take a guide. Yeah, safety first, safety first. In all our work or play, safety first, safety first, makes a happy day.
15: Pinocchio has many villainous characters who make appearances in the film, but the biggest and baddest does also happen to be the largest character in the film, Monstro the Whale. When Geppetto goes out to look for his boy, he is swallowed up by Monstro, and that's where Pinocchio and Jiminy find him. To escape for Monstro, Pinocchio and his father make a fire on their raft to cause Monstro to sneeze and thus blow them out. Which works, except for it also wakes up Monstro and he decides to go after them. Whale chases a piece full of intensity from the first measure. The energy surges as the music passes between the different sections in the orchestra, the dynamics crescendo and decrescendo, and the mood of the piece shifts from a moment of pure mystery to the feeling of danger closing in. Holding the same charge through the piece, it comes to a sudden stop as the chase ends as Pinocchio is able to escape through the rocks, saving his father, and Monstro crashes into the wall. That my time for this week is up. Thanks for sticking around for another magical music review and for coming back to Diz Radio every week. Make sure to check out the D Wire on Facebook for more Disney magic and memories, our official website and Facebook page, and send any comments, suggestions, or questions to the D Team at our official emails. It's real simple. Just type the first name of the team member you're looking for, and then at dizradio.com. I also want to take this chance to say to all those who are in Florida during Hurricane Irma and those who were in the path of Harvey in Texas, you are all still in my prayers as the recovery efforts begin and continue. Have a wonderful rest of you with D-Heads, and until next time, see ya!
6: Fifty years ago, Walt Disney created a motion picture masterpiece that would become one of the greatest films of all time. And brought to life a little hero who charmed audiences all over the world. Good Good piece of wood, too. This summer, that timeless classic returns to theaters. It's Walt Disney's one and only Pinocchio. Pinocchio. The story of the wooden puppet who wanted to become a real boy.
4: I'm going to school. That's the stuff, Bill. No?
6: And set off on a fantastic adventure with a very special friend.
4: What is the name?
6: Jiminy Craig. I'm
4: D-D-D-D-D. A night is
6: like for me. Pinocchio. Hey, what's happening? It's thrilled generations of audiences with its spectacular animation. <laughs> its memorable moments. And its unforgettable music.
14: You wish a star.
6: it's the most breathtaking movie of the summer you and you're invited to share the magic with your family i think it's sweat. it's walt disney's classic pinocchio for anyone who's ever wished upon a star okay we're ready
18: ready magical munchies show movie bites and three two hi this is jamie and trisha and welcome to another episode of magical munchies the delicious place on Disney radio to get your disney foodie fix before we dive into the
19: food we just want to take a moment to thank all the folks in florida working through the aftermath of hurricane irma there were many cast members who worked round the clock to keep all the guests at disney world safe as well as entertained
18: and if there's one thing that we've learned, even a hurricane can't take away all the Disney magic. So a huge shout out to all of the cast members that are, were part of the cleanup crew that are still working all night to clean up and get Disney World ready and open for even more magic.
19: Also, Jamie, before we before we talk about food, I need to apologize to you, Diz Radio D-heads. Uh, I misspoke on our first podcast. Can I, can I call it a newbie error? I said that Food and Wine Festival runs for 37 weeks. I do not know where I got
18: that because it does not run for 37 weeks. That would be over half a
19: year of Food and Wine Festival.
18: <laughs> and that's, you know what? That's okay because I think you were probably hungry or maybe you were hoping for a real, live, actual uh, Food and Wine food baby. Okay, very possible. But <laughs> Food and Wine
19: Festival actually runs from August 31st to November 13th. That is not 37 weeks, but it is 75 days. So there are there is a nice 75 days of going and eating and drinking to be had at Food and Wine.
18: And that's still plenty of time to eat your way around World Showcase. So, are you ready for today's Magical Munchies musings?
19: Bring it! I'm ready. Let's
18: movies. <laughs> <laughs> movies are just are not just for watching; they're for eating too. So today we give you movie bites.
19: So, movie bites. Our list of movie bites is in honor of Summer of Heroes at Disneyland, ended this week. Now, Summer of Heroes, Jamie was. I w- really had what I, I, I'm i going to put my vote out there is one of the best movie character in- movie character inspired treats in Disney history with the baby group bread. Yes. One, because it was really cute. Two, it was huge. And three, it was cheese. And we've established Jeez. I love the cheese. So this is in honor of Summer of Heroes having its last week at Disneyland this week, as well as our special guest, Adam, and all his work on Star Wars. So we're going to be talking all about eating the movies when you're at Disney parks.
18: So here are the eight movie bites, eating your favorite movies at Disney parks, because you know what? It's better to eat food than to, I don't know, take a chomp out of your Finding Nemo Blu-ray and wondering why you can't watch it. Or
19: Ratatouille, because that's the tasty foodie one. That one wouldn't be good either.
18: (laughs) So these are not in any particular order because, well, let's just face it, they're all really good. So, Trisha, what's the first one?
19: Okay, so the first one is something that I so wish I had found out about earlier because it may have been worth a trip to Disney World. And it's called the Delicious Disney Chef Series, and it's at Walt Disney World. And what this is um, is a gourmet meal, multi-course meal, inspired by a Disney movie. And the meal has a wine pairing. It's from one of the many amazing talented chefs at Disney World and it's really a meal that is meant to pay tribute to Disney storytelling. Thus far the series, this meal series has honored Ratatouille, Little Mermaid with a meal called Under the Sea and then they also have one that I kind of love the name of it that's called Sampling of Beast's Favorite French Cuisines. Now I'm really crossing my fingers, and I think you're probably with me, Disney foodies, that we want this to continue into 2018. But there is one event left in 2017 that comes post-food and wine, and it's going to take place at the Walt Disney World Tree Farm. Jamie, did you know that Disney World had a tree farm? A tr- is that even a real thing I, I think you're pulling my leg I it was online and it was on the Disney Parks blog so it's got to be it's got to be legit I, I think we're gonna have to send a question to Aaron we'll have to oh, see everyone such a good Aaron idea. knows all so we'll have to send a question to Aaron and ask Aaron about the Disney tree farm I like that okay so what's number seven Jamie
18: so, number seven, I'm going to cast a little spell. I'm going to put a spell on you, because Hocus Pocus, I need espresso to focus. I am going to go with a pumpkin spice latte at the Main Street Bakery, because who doesn't love the Sanderson sisters? And pumpkin spice is the ultimate ball flavor.
19: It absolutely is, and so perfect for this time of year, especially with Hocus Pocus being the Halloween movie. Okay. So number six is in honor of our Diz Radio guest this week, and it's the Dark Side Chicken and Waffles at Backlot Express at Hollywood Studios. And I gotta say, I love me some chicken and waffles. And if you're ge- and you get to eat a waffle of Darth Vader's head, so it always makes me think, <laughs> just like, come to the Dark Side, we have waffles with my head on them. <laughs> I'm so hungry. <laughs> deliciously evil
18: treats.
19: Ooh, deliciously evil. That's a good one.
18: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go to the, um, the little lighter side with number five, and it's going to be another drinkable treat, because what do Anna and Elsa love? They
15: chocolate. love their chocolate.
18: <laughs> so get your hands on this tasty frozen uh-huh, <laughs> <laughs> treat at the Jolly Holiday Cafe in Disneyland, frozen hot chocolate.
19: I love frozen hot chocolate. There's a cafe here, near, not too far from my house, that has it, and it's it's a year round treat. It doesn't need to just be like a summertime thing. It is it is good, and you throw a shot of espresso in there, and then it's like, oh, wake me
18: up, frozen hot chocolate. Uh, you know, Let's I'm I'm on board with the uh, espresso there,
19: pal. All right, so number four, staying in the Disney animated movies is Nightmare Before Christmas. Now the cool part with Nightmare Before Christmas is you get to Nightmare Before Christmas at both Halloween and Christmas at the Disney parks. And this is the time of year where Jack Skeleton starts to pop up all around Disney. And there are multiple ways to munch on Jack Skeleton. And they have it in cake pop form. There's caramel apples. And then I've also seen some cute pictures of him like hanging out on top of some tarts. So there is definitely some Jack Skeleton to be had if you want to eat the Nightmare Before Christmas as your movie treat.
18: I like it. He sounds delicious too. <laughs> they hold you. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna break the rules a little bit here and I'm totally gonna steal three and two. So for three, you cannot you can't. You can't talk about Disney movies and eating Disney movies without popcorn. Who doesn't uh-huh. love popcorn? And Disney Parks have you covered with their amazing popcorn buckets. I mean Tokyo Disneyland, you got Buzz Lightyear. For all those Iron Man fans out there, all those people that love the Avengers. Hong Kong sketch covered with him on a popcorn bucket. Then in Disneyland, why pick one movie when you can have, I don't know, all of these delightful villains? They have a new annual pass holder bucket for only 15 bucks with a dollar refill from now until October 31st. You get Ursula, Hook, Jafar, Cruella, Gaston, Maleficent, Ka, and Scar. Like, how cool is that? And then hopping over to number two, I love me some souvenir sippers. Love them. Love them because they're so freaking cute. Don't you want to drink a Diet Coke out of BB-8's head? Come on. And who doesn't love that poison apple sign? I heard, um, right now, Trisha, guess what? Oh, no. <laughs> they have them in Disney Springs at the Candy Cauldron. So mm-hmm. you don't have to go to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party to get your poison apple sign.
19: We actually are the proud owners of the Baby Groot Zipper. Like, yes! this, his little arms move, and it's like the cup part looks like like a flower pot. It's, it's really cute. Oh, I love him. He doesn't cute. hold. He doesn't hold a lot of soda. He's not the most effective drink holder, but <laughs> he's he's cute enough. You're like, I forgive you, Groot. It's Aww, okay. So adorable. <laughs> okay, so I noticed in your villain list there was one of my favorite villains that was not in there, but she is covered in our number one, and that is, what is the it? Evil Queen. Now, the Evil Queen and her poison apple makes it all over all the Disney parks, but one of them that is a very tasty treat and very creepy, spooky, evil-looking treat is the poison apple cake pop from Trolley Treats at Disney California Adventure. And luckily, despite it looking like it's probably going to do some damage, the poison is not included in this tasty treat. And (laughs) you know me, I love an evil stepmother, and Evil Queen is kind of like the, she is the, one of the, you know, quintessential evil stepmothers, so... I totally have to, to partake in her in her um, evil treats.
18: I love it. And that's it, folks. That's our top eight list of our movie bites. Movie bites. But
19: we have something exciting for you, D-Heads. Our lucky friend Jamie is getting to go to both Disneyland and Disney World this fall. And a few of these mo- magical movie munchies might actually be on her list.
18: Oh, the poison apple for sure. That's going to be delicious. 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 And probably popcorn. <laughs>
19: And now since Jamie is getting to go to Food & Wine, we decided we're going to give you, D-heads, our Diz Radio listeners, a chance to tell her what she's going to eat at Food & Wine. Yep, that's right. You get to tell her what to eat. So we're going to have our first ever Diz Radio Fan Festival Favorites.
18: And yes, you heard Trisha right. You get to pick what I eat. You get to pick what I am going to shove in my face. And this is where we ask you, the listener, to put the magic in our magical munchies. Tell us the Food and Wine Festival food or drink I must try. I will hunt it down, and I will try the top ten foods as submitted by you, lovely listeners. And then I have the tough job of just choosing two top foods. It's going to be hard.
19: So here's how you do it. Here's how you get to, how you get to tell Jamie what to eat. One, you head over to the Diz Radio Facebook page and you can find it at Diz Radio Show and that's D-I-Z Radio Show. Locate the Diz Radio Fan Festival favorites post. So we'll have a cool little design post that you can look at on there. And then you can submit the food or drink and why Jamie should choose your submission as a comment on the post. So again, you put it just as a, You can add it as a comment on the Diz Radio Fan Festival Favorites post. And again, you also need to make sure you tell us why, and then also maybe just throw Jamie a little hint on where she can find it, just in case the marketplaces like to change things around a little bit. So just make sure she can find it. Um, and you must submit your entry before 11 p.m. Central on September 21st.
18: And just in case Facebook is not your thing, no worries. Just send an email to DizRadio at gmail.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio at gmail.com and make sure to include Diz Radio Fan Festival Faves in the subject line and submit it by the 21st.
19: So Jamie will go. She will eat. She will conquer this list that you have created for her. She will decide what was the most must-eat drink item submitted, and she will decide two winners that we will announce on an episode in October.
18: Um nom nom nom, nom food in the <laughs> face. <laughs> and to make this contest even sweeter, let's talk about the prizes! Prizes The first place winner will get a signed copy of Trisha's book, The Not-So-Evil Stepmother in the Most Magical Place on Earth, a Diz Radio Button, and Food and Wine Magnet. The second place winner will also get a Diz Radio Button and a Food and Wine Magnet.
19: And you'll also just get the glory of being the person to have picked the foods that Jamie thought was the best, because she will probably be eating a lot. She's there for seven days. (laughs) And, all the foods. All the foods. and if you absolutely cannot wait for to get a copy of my book, you can reach out to me via Facebook or you can find the book on Amazon. And again, the name is The Not-So-Evil Stepmother in the Most Magical Place on Earth.
18: And if I didn't already have my own extra special signed copy, I'd be keeping the grand prize for myself because <laughs> Trisha really hits the nail on the head with this. She hits the trifecta, the ultimate trifecta, Disney, family and food. It's not just a book. It's an immersive experience where you're transported to the parks with Trisha and her family. It's incredible. So check it out.
19: And we did get to go to food and wine that year. So I'm sad, here. and this is why we need to tell Jamie what we want her to eat because we're all living (laughs) vicariously through Jamie that don't get to go to food and wine. So just remember just to make your submission by September 21st. We do have some legal things we have to say. This contest is not affiliated with Disney, Facebook, or Instagram, and you must be 18 years or older to enter. So kids, if you have food ideas and you love food and you want Jamie to eat certain foods, just make sure you get your parents to help you enter the contest. International entries accepted, but the the winner must pay shipping.
18: So, just in case you guys missed our very first episode, um, boozy water is already really high on my list. So, lovely listeners, I'm sorry, but you're going to need to come up with something else just as (gasps) delectable. All right,
19: D-heads, don't forget to enter the Diz Radio Fan Festival Favorites Contest, and also get out there and start eating some Disney movie treats. And don't forget, you can find me on Instagram at notsoevil underscore
18: Stepmom. And you can find me, Jamie, on Instagram at Lilo underscore the lost princess. And thank you again for joining all of us, uh, you wonderful listeners. And don't forget, try everything.
0: We get the tricks. You get the treats. Tune in all October for our annual not-so-scary Halloween celebration. Let Jonathan and the D-Team lead you into your doom buggy with Halloween guests, spooky tunes, and Halloween fun only on DizRadio.com That's D-I-Z-Radio.com Happy Hallowishes, everyone Serpents <laughs> and spiders, <laughs> tail of a
9: rat Call in the spirits wherever they're at
6: It's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand.
9: Whew. I thought you were dead.
6: Uh, uh. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What?
9: My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where
16: we are on the planet. Boop, beep, beep, boop, boop. Was this baby, we'll never be
12: alive. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mom. All right,
1: all of you D-heads, so that is going to wrap up this week's show. It was a monster of a show. We had all kinds of fun things, and I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the very talented Adam MacArthur for stopping in, chatting with us, and I know that I am excited for the second half of Star vs. the Forces of Evil to debut on Disney XD as well as my children, and of course, Final Fantasy XV and so much more. I am excited to see what you have in store for the rest of 2017 and going into 2018. I'd also like to thank the D-Team. That's right, Aaron, Dominic, Alexa, Cody, Paige, Jamie, and Trisha. all stopping in here this week with your signature segments. Without the D-Team, there'd be nothing more than me rambling week in and week out, and I say that all the time, and it is definitely true. Definitely connect up with the D-Team, on our official website at disradio.com just go to the D-Team page and you can email them contact them talk with them directly right there and most of all thank you the D-Heads you are the reason we continue to bring this show to you every single week for the last 8 years you are the reason we bring the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney whether that's movies music the parks you name it We are honored to bring this to you for the last eight years, and it wouldn't happen if we didn't have you, the D-Heads. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, and it's all out of the way, next week there is no slowing down. We are getting closer to our seventh annual not-so-scary Halloween celebration. And we also have so many other things to close out September, lots of fun things. But before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our fullest of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. Dot com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash show. That's D-I-Z Radio, S-H-O-W. You can also find us on the D-Wire Disney Discussion Group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky, magical different kind of Disney show and remember if I'm talking too fast you can find all these links on our website and more at disradio.com now you're wondering how can I stay connected instantly I want it right away I don't want to have to go to the website right now All you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio. There you can go, subscribe, look up Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, or Diz Radio, subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released on your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, the audio listening device of your choosing. You can subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released instantly every single week through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And once again, you can find all these links and more on our official website at DizRadio.com. All right, LVD heads, with that said, next week, I'm going to clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in. Think back to those older days of television and how everything is having a reboot nowadays. Everything is kind of going back to that, I guess, that nostalgia that we all loved and having the kids grown up and having uh, them having their own children and items like that. All I'm going to say is there was a house, it was a little full, and now they have children of their own. I'm going to leave it at that, all VD heads. So, as I always say, it is a fantastic, beautiful weekend. Slow down, take time, and never neglect family for business. You can always make money, you can't always make memories. Make the magic happen this weekend. Slow down and really enjoy every single moment because life passes by faster than you even realize. Until next week, all VD heads, I'll catch you online. Have a fantastic weekend and make it a zippity doo da kind of weekend.
9: factual